Hi, hello, and many welcomes to the third episode of In the Moment with your host, Megan Bowman. We are so happy that you are back to join us for this week's show. Every week on In the Moment, I will bring you the hot topics of the week, and together we will deep dive into one topic along with some freaky facts and one good news story that we like to call happy thoughts. So sit back and enjoy as we go in the moment on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. Coming up in today's show, we have the hot topics covering some of the highest trending stories this week. Basically, all the news that you want to know. We have incredibly weird and freaky facts for you this episode, along with our happy thoughts for this week. Our main topic this episode is about the Florida Man Challenge and Phenomenon. We'll look past the draw-dropping headlines and talk about some possible theories behind this whole Florida Man thing. Right now, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk hot topics. Please enjoy Hot in Here by Nelly.
Welcome back to In The Moment with your host, Megan Bowman. Let's jump right into our hot topics for this last week. So I'm going to start with this story about SNL. So if any of you guys watched Saturday Night Live this past Saturday, it was hosted by Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek on Netflix. So the show aired February 6th, and their sketches on Saturday night did not disappoint this week. Now, there was one hilarious and now viral skit about Zillow, the real estate website. And although truly genius in the way the sketch was delivered, TMZ is reporting that there might be a little trouble with SNL and comedian Ted Alexandro. So this comedian is claiming that SNL stole that Zillow idea from him. He also claims that he performed this Zillow joke live in New York City and actually tweeted at SNL, Dear SNL, since you stole my Zillow joke last night, please Venmo me the sum of $1 million. My full special cut up is on YouTube if you need more ideas. Now, SNL has yet to respond to the comedian. And of course, I'll let you know more updates as we find out what they respond. But the day after on Super Bowl Sunday, Alexandro uh, tweeted at them again saying, SNL, you have until kickoff. So we still haven't seen a response. We'll let you know what happens. Now, I feel like that's a great segue into what happened on Sunday. Now, remember, our show is based in Tampa Bay. So we are so excited because the Super Bowl was in our hometown. Tampa Bay was the first team to host the Super Bowl and play in it. So some really cool things about this Super Bowl is that This game actually also held the first female to officiate an NFL Super Bowl game. Her name is Sarah Thomas, and you may have seen her on the field, but I thought that was super cool that that there was such great representation. So I want to start actually before, before the game even started. H.E.R. was singing America the Beautiful. And it was a stunning rendition, literally brought me to tears. And then for our Star Spangled Banner, Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan's gorgeous rendition of it, literally, again, I'm crying. And then they had me again. Amanda Gorman came on, our Youth National Poet Laureate, and she did this moving Peace, where her words and her soulful spirit just made the poem come alive. So before the game even started, I'm sitting there in tears, all excited, you know, and I, I was pumped because I'm we're in Tampa, and this is historic, guys, that Tampa played in Tampa at the Super Bowl. Historic. So all of that was beautiful. And then as the game started, you know, our first quarter ends with Tom Brady and Gronk 
becoming this duo of having the most touchdowns postseason together. So it started with 13, of course, throughout. They ended up getting all the way up to their 14th touchdown together, just breaking records all over the place. Um, the second half, of course, went amazing for the Bucks, never allowing the Chiefs to make a single touchdown. Now, the Chiefs did have a lot of penalties against them, which, you know, definitely could have, you know, affected the outcome of the game. But in the end, the Bucks came out on top and Tampa fans everywhere were thrilled. The final score was 31 to 9. And I tell you, it was one of the most fun games I've watched in a very long time. So you can't talk about the Super Bowl without talking about the commercials, right? I know a lot of people, they watch the game strictly for the commercials. So there were a couple as I was watching that really stood out to me and were my favorite. There was this M&M commercial where this lady is handing packages of M&Ms, you know, like somebody would do something and that was like their apology. They'd give them a pack of M&Ms. And this lady said, sorry, I called you Karen. And she hands her a pack of M&Ms. And the woman says, my name is Karen. She hands her another pack of M&Ms and says, okay, sorry, your name's Karen. I mean, it had me laugh out loud. You know, it was just, it was so funny. And then there was this electric vehicles commercial with Will Ferrell, Keenan Thompson, and Aquafina, and they were trying to get to Norway. And Will Will Ferrell actually ends up in Sweden. And it, you know, Google it, YouTube it. It was a hysterical commercial of him trying to get to Norway. Some of them ending up in Finland. It was it was good. Um, there was also a, a couple Rocket Mortgage commercials that had Tracy Morgan showing uh, pretty sure situations. Very funny. The one with Dave Bautista was hysterical. Also, don't know if you know, Dave Bautista is a Tampa man, so that's cool too. And then, of course, Cardi B for Uber Eats with Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, the Wayne's World boys, and that, you know, and they all kind of changed outfits. And it was awesome to see um, them together and to even see Wayne's World because that literally was, you know, one of my favorite SNL sketches back in the day and movies. Um, so also, at the Super Bowl, what do we watch it for? We watch it for the commercials, obviously the game, but the halftime performance. So this year, the weekend was the sole performer. He didn't bring any guest artists. He just let this, the show stand alone for him. And for me, it was pretty awesome. Now, remember, we're in a pandemic and my history you know, my career for the last 20 years is I've been a dancer, a choreographer. So I I know what that's like to have, you know, to try and put on a huge show. And to be honest, I believe that for being in a pandemic, the choreography and the performers were interesting, 
And it it was it was one of the more entertaining shows I've seen. The weekend can carry the performance, in my opinion, with his voice because he's so talented. But then having all of those those dancers come onto the field with the synchronization and then just, you know, the outlying themes and then they're all kind of like losing it and they're using the entire field. It was really cool how they set it up. And I also thought it was cool that they went onto a side of the stands. They weren't actually in the middle of the field. So one positive thing definitely from the weekend performance was it was nice to see dancers getting a paying gig. So in the entertainment world, since COVID hit, it's been really hard out here, y'all. Like dancers, you know, we are around each other and close. So when you're talking um, this pandemic, we have to keep six feet away. So that makes it really hard. And so a lot of theater jobs and dancing jobs have been, slashed and cut because of the pandemic. So seeing that so many dancers had this paying gig at the Super Bowl was just, it made my heart swell. It was, it was really excellent. Um, okay. So listen, there's one more commercial that I want to talk about and you wouldn't have seen it on the Super Bowl. And I, I'm going to play it for you because it, it made me laugh out loud and I, I've sent it to my family. It, it's hilarious. So this commercial was banned by T-Mobile. Apparently, the NFL had a claim of protected rights with the official telco sponsor, so they had to ban it. Now, in this is Brady and Gronk, and it's called T-Mobile, the Goat of 5G. So take a listen to the commercial real quick, and we'll come back and talk about it. Bronk. What up, TB? What do you think my next move should be? Give it to me straight. Maybe it's just time I hang him up. I got one word for you. Retirement. If you retire now, you're going to be walking on soft sand in a week. Just come to Florida and feel the wind in your hair. Retirement is like winning another one. Maybe I'll even join you. On the Spotty Network, this is what Tom heard. If you retire now, you're soft and weak. Just come to Florida and win another one. Maybe I'll even join you. Just go win another one. Like it's that easy, Kronk. Maybe it is. I still feel like I have a lot to accomplish. My goal is to win one more. And Gronk's coming with me. I'm retired from retiring? Mom, where are my football pants? Don't trust big decisions to just any network. Go with T-Mobile, the go in 5G. And I'm not softer weak either. T-Mobile is the leader in 5G. <laughs> oh man, so that is probably my favorite commercial of the entire Super Bowl, and it didn't even get playtime in the game. I, you know, I just... I love them. I love Brady and Gronk. They make me so happy to hear because it feels like they're actually friends outside of all of this, right? Outside of football. So those are our hot topics. You know, we're still super excited about the Super Bowl going. Next week, we're going to bring you even more hot topics, more news that you want to know. All right. So we're going to keep it moving. Um, we're going to take a quick break. 
And as you know, we are, like I said earlier, we are in Tampa. So we're in Florida. Um, but our main focus for today's show is actually the Florida man phenomenon. And this topic hits pretty close to home because it's about our home, right? So with that, I'm going to lead us into this with Flo Rida singing a song, My House. Open up the champagne, pop. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you been Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay in And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay I love that song. 
I tell you, it makes me want to go for a run. And I am not a runner whatsoever. So that is definitely saying something. Welcome back to In The Moment. I'm your host, Megan Bowman, and we're on Hawk Radio on Anger.fm. Let's jump right into our deep dive for this episode about the Florida Man. Now, have you ever actually heard of the Florida Man Challenge? This is a challenge where you type Florida Man and any random date into your, uh, you know, your web browser, like Google, Yahoo, whatever, okay? You're bound to come up with some wild story. Well, today I really want to talk to you about Florida Man. What are the factors that could be behind these stories? And, you know, is there possibly a much darker side to what many find to be laughable, even silly? So let's start from its roots. A Twitter handle in 2013 named Florida Man took the country by storm. So even Robert Siegel from All Things Considered on NPR even reported on this incredible phenomenon. Siegel reported on his show in 2013 that Florida Man's tweets are actual real live headlines about men from Florida who ran into a little trouble with the law. He likened this Florida man to being the world's worst superhero. Now, as a transplant Floridian, at first I found this whole thing to be quite funny. I shared the challenge with my parents, who have both lived in Florida almost their entire lives. And when I shared this with my father, he did not believe me. At first, he was actually a little resistant. His thinking was this challenge put all Florida man into this box that, you know, he did not want to be put in. And I told him, just calm down, go put your birthday and Florida man into Google and just see what pops up. So he gets shirtless Florida man removes nine foot alligator from swimming pool. And I tell you from that moment, he was hooked. He began putting my mom's, my siblings, extended family's birthdays, different holidays, really any date he could think of along with Florida man. And he was searching all, you know, all day, all night, sending me all the stories he got. And so I I definitely think I sent my dad into a Florida man rabbit hole. So slowly but surely, once this Florida man Twitter handle exploded, you know, Florida started becoming the punchline for a lot of jokes. Now, remember that Florida man is not one singular man, but every man from Florida who was reported in the news. CNN reported on the Florida man in 2019, and they had a few theories as to why Florida is able to generate such an abundance of eye-catching and downright strange stories. So their first theory is Florida's strong public records laws. The second is that our state is huge and it has quite a varied demographic. And the third is the weather. So let's start with Florida's public record laws. So these are also known as sunshine laws, and it's a series 
of, of laws designed to guarantee that the public has access to the public records of governmental bodies in Florida. In short, journalists are able to grab police reports very easily and create all those crazy headlines that keep us, you know, shaking our heads. Barbara Peterson, who is the president of Florida's First Amendment Foundation, commented that Florida has got one of the broadest public records laws in the country. So when information is so accessible and easy to grab and share, you're bound to have some interesting titles every now and then. A lot of times, though, unfortunately, these headlines become clickbait and maybe don't really touch on the underlying issues at hand. But we'll touch more on that in just a minute. So first, let's talk about their second theory to Florida man, which is Florida size. So Florida is a big state with over 21 million people who reside here. The state also, mostly thanks, you know, to Mickey Mouse, brings in well over 120 million people a year in tourism. Now, of course, these tourism numbers are pre-COVID, but even the beaches alone bring in a ton of people as well as all of the theme parks, Universal, Disney, Busch Gardens, okay? Now, let's tie both of those theories in with the weather, which is usually a balmy 80-ish degrees. Florida isn't called the Sunshine State for no reason. It is sunny here almost year-round. People are out and about year-round, and sometimes there is stifling humidity that, to be honest, I could see driving some folks to the edge. When I first moved back to Florida, I came from Texas, where I swear to God, it is hotter than the surface of the sun sometimes. But here in Florida, there is a fierce humidity that makes your whole body break into a sweat the second you step outside. So it gets hot here. Now, despite these three factors that CNN used to explain why Florida Man became such a thing, a Florida journalist named Craig Pittman also commented on some of these Florida Man stories. So he said, quote, it's okay to laugh at the funny stuff that happens here, but bear in mind the flip side too end quote. CNN acknowledges in the report that behind every one of these Florida man stories, there actually is, you know, some real tragedy behind many of them. So Pittman went on to say that, quote, not every Florida man story is laugh out loud funny. Some of them do have real tragedy behind them, end quote. Pittman then did the challenge where he put in a date in Florida Man and said when he read the stories that popped up, they were really sad, actually. So at the root of the Florida Man stories, we're talking the criminal justice system and mental health, which are intertwined and inseparable. So USMFreePress.org also did a story 
about Florida Man, and they interviewed an investigative reporter for the Florida Times Union, Ben Conark. So he went on to Twitter to post about the dark side of the Florida Man stories, saying that these Florida Man stories often exploit poor and or mentally ill people as clickbait. He was quoted saying, so I think when you look at it through that lens, it's pretty obvious that a lot of what seems zany or weird on the surface is actually pretty sad when you come to grips with the circumstances of what these people are really dealing with, end quote. So it poses this question, is this just an innocent challenge meant to bring laughter and clicks and social media, you know, 15 minutes of fame? Or is this challenge playing into a situation that basically makes fun of those who suffer from mental health issues and don't actually get a say in what stories are printed about them? The Orlando Sentinel did this big investigation into mental health in Florida. And they reported that an estimated 70% of people who need mental health treatment in this state don't have any access to help. And that, that makes you think, you know, this is a much bigger issue than just the headlines. Conark went on to say that he believes the blame is shared between the media outlets and law enforcement agencies alike. Remember those sunshine laws allowing those journalists easier access to all those police reports? Yes, Florida Man has provided some laughs, some jokes. Unfortunately, though, it always comes at somebody else's expense. And while some of them can garner laughter, Conark went on to say, quote, So I think journalists need to do a better job of asking themselves if they're doing more harm than good, end quote. So it is safe to say then that mental health was not applicable in every single Florida man story. However, mental health problems have often played a role in most of these wild and outlandish headlines. According to Mental Health America, Florida actually ranks 40th out of 50 states. They rank 40th for the overall access to mental health. So it is undeniably hard if you have any mental health pro, uh, problems in Florida to find the help that you need here. With all of these factors working together, you're bound to get some stories that will make you shake your head, laugh, or sneer. But Florida Man has been going strong now since early 2013. Is it possible that it might be time to look past the wild and wacky stories that have been being reported going on almost 10 years now and see if maybe there is a bigger issue at play, especially if there are so many headlines happening literally every single day of every year? So, I'd like to end today's main topic with this quote, again, from journalist Craig Pittman. He says, quote, 
It would be wrong to think that Florida has some crazy crime rate. Our violent crime rate is actually dropping. What is very high, however, is the epidemic of mental health, end quote. To me, that is something to think about the next time you search Florida man with your birthday. And at the end of the day, maybe Florida man and all of the stories is helping bring to light the downside to Florida out of all the 50 states spending the least amount of money on mental health. Okay, listeners, we're going to take another quick break. Please enjoy Thomas Dolby's song, She Blinded Me With Science. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some seriously crazy scientific facts that blew my mind. Welcome back. 
And in case you're just joining us, which like I always say would be weird because this is not live. This is In The Moment and I'm your host, Megan Bowman. We're streaming to your speakers on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. I appreciate your support and giving us a listen. I also just want to shout out our new Facebook page. If you haven't had a chance, go give us a follow and a like. We'll post information that we talk about in each one of our episodes. And this is always a great place to find out more information about us and this podcast that you're supporting. I'll start adding our weekly music playlist too, just in case you want to get into your music service program and download your favorites. Now let's talk some positively freaky facts. So I went to this website called bestlifeonline.com and I got this article called 40 WTF facts so freaky you'll wish you hadn't seen them. And of course, I'm not going to read all 40 of them to you, but I do want to share some of my favorites that honestly I found quite surprising. So our first one is butterflies will drink your blood, sweat, and tears. Butterflies. So they say if given the chance, even the prettiest butterfly would drink your bodily fluids. They do something called mud puddling where they ho- hover over pools of liquid, you know, mud, blood, feces, other gross, icky stuff to determine if it has any of the nutrients they want. So a butterfly won't bite you, but you should know that there is a species of moth that will, but Also, human blood actually has a ton of valuable nutrients. So I had no idea that butterflies did that. And to me, I found that was pretty incredible. All right, so this one might be a little TMI, but I thought it was really interesting. So most mammals take the same amount of time to pee. Now let me explain. They say that from elephants to cats, To human toddlers, most mammals take about 21 seconds to pee. Apparently, there is something in our body that is scaled to be a flow-enhancing device, also known as our urethra. And mammal anatomy is built on a ratio. And while an elephant has a much larger bladder, it has just as long body parts to match it. So there are exceptions for mammals that are less than 6.6 ounces, it says, such as rats. But across the board, no matter how big or how small, as long as you're bigger than, you know, about six and a half ounces, it'll take you 21 seconds to relieve yourself. Okay, so this one, yeah, so there's a jellyfish, um, whose sting will inflict you with a sense of impending doom. And so it's called the Rikonji, and it's a species of one-inch-long jellyfish whose stings will overcome victims with a sense of impending doom. Apparently, some patients have been so certain they're going to die, they've even asked their doctors to kill them. These bites from the, or stings from these jellyfish can also, um, 
create vomiting, headaches, anxiety, and cramping. They're not fatal with the proper medical attention, but they're also no fun either. Okay, so Mother Nature, you know, just like the mammal one, this one I truly, I had no idea. Frogs use their eyeballs to swallow. What? For some reason, I thought they stuck out their tongue and, you know, caught a fly or I don't know. But apparently, if you've ever seen a frog close its eyes after it eats, it's not just blinking. I guess researchers use x-rays to observe frogs while they ate, and they found that when swallowing, a frog actually retracts its eyeballs down to its esophagus to push the food home, or to push the food down. Ugh. Okay, so this one, I want you guys to think about, especially right now while we're in a pandemic, and just keep wipes on you. Okay, keep hand wipes, whatever. So scientists have found that your cell phone has more germs than your toilet seat. And this is one of those things that it's like I knew, but I didn't want to know. So, you know, next time you put your phone up to your face, you actually are holding something up to your face dirtier than your your toilet. So apparently cell phones carry more than 10 times the bacteria of a toilet seat. And so, you know, it's, it is a good idea that after you wash your hands, after you go to the bathroom, maybe you also do that every time you use your phone or you have those antibacterial wipes that are safe for your phone. Now, I know you can't just use anything on your phone screen because you don't want to mess it up, but definitely think about sanitizing that bad boy. Okay. Okay. So I know we're in a pandemic and it's been a really long time since most of us have gone to a movie theater, but what is the one thing when you walk into a movie theater that you want to get? Of course, movie theater popcorn. It's that smell. It just invites you in. It's delicious. It's wonderful. It's buttery. It's so bad for you. And that's what makes it so good, right? So <laughs> there's actually this animal, uh, a Southeast Asian mammal called a bear cat that cover their feet and tails and their unique smelling urine to let other bear cats know their presence. This urine actually contains the same compound 2AP that's found in buttered popcorn. So they smell exactly the same. Hopefully I didn't just ruin movie theater popcorn for you, but just know you're basically, you know, it might be bear cat pee, it might not be. Okay, so we're coming up to that time of year where jelly beans will overtake our grocery stores. And jelly beans are probably one of my favorite candies throughout the year, more than any other candy. But most jelly beans and actually candy corn, you know, the little white, orange, and yellow 
triangle candies you find at Halloween time are coated with shellac. And I've heard that it's not just these candies. Also, I think M&Ms and Skittles might be too. Probably a ton of candy. So shellac is a substance made out of secretions of this insect from Thailand. Um, I don't even know how to say the insect's name. Korea laka, maybe? But basically, it is what makes the jelly beans so shiny. So no, you're not eating the bug, but you are eating the secretions that come out of the bug, which is what makes it shiny. So next time you have a handful and you go to eat about or eat it all, just think about, you know, you might be eating some bugs. Now this one I found to be pretty funny and it's not necessarily scientific, but whatever. So they reported that Walt Disney almost named the seven dwarves, Chesty, Tubby, Burpee, Deffy, Hickey, Wheezy, and Awful. And at first reading this, the only thing I could think of was that NyQuil jingle, the coughing, sneezing, nighttime so you can get your rest medicine and how it goes through all of the list of symptoms. It sounded like a NyQuil commercial. So I'll say those one more time. Walt Disney almost named the seven dwarves, Chesty, Tubby, Burpee, Deffy, Hickey, Wheezy, and Awful, which would have been awful. <laughs> um, that That's definitely, yeah, one of those weird things, right? All right, our last freaky fact, because I know these are just too good, and I definitely recommend going to, again, Best Life Online and finding this article. Maybe we'll share it on our social media, and you can check out um, all of these because honestly, these are some that I can't even read on here that are just too good, too good. It's amazing that these are, these are real. So turtles breathe out of their butts. It's true. Um, I guess this is an anatomical tactic turtles use to conserve their energy, uh, when they're hibernating in winters. And, you know, I mean, uh, I've been around some people that it seems like <laughs> they uh, they might breathe out of their butts because they toot so much, but no, that's how they're actually breathing. So I'm going to leave that here for today. Those are our freaky facts for this episode. And, you know, science is so weird and I just, I love it. And honestly, some of those I really had no idea about and to be honest, I never really thought about if I pee as long as an elephant does, but there you go. I do. So let's go for a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about this week's happy thoughts. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night It's only right to think about the girl you love And hold her tight So happy together If I should call you up 
invest a dime And you say you belong to me And ease my mind Imagine how the world could be So very fine So happy together Toss the dice, it had to be The only one for me is you And you for me So happy together To be the only one for me is you and you for me so happy together Welcome back, guys. That was the Turtles singing Happy Together. And for some reason, every time I hear that song, all I can think about is the Minions movie. But let's keep it moving right along and get happy together as we go through this week's Happy Thoughts. Now, during last week's Hot Topic, we talked a little bit about GameStop and that their stocks had skyrocketed more than 1,600% in the last month. So there is this college student, um, and his name is Hunter Kahn. He's a 20-year-old Minnesota native who actually attends Cornell University. Well, Today.com, or the Today Show, reported that this kid, well, kid, college student, made almost... $30,000 off of the GameStop stock. So what is the happy thoughts, right? He made $30,000, the end. No, this kid, I'm going to stop calling him a kid. This guy, Hunter Khan, he went to um, a GameStop and he bought some Nintendo Switch game consoles, as well as some video games, and he donated 
them to the Children's Minnesota Hospital with some of his GameStop earnings. So CNN reported that the donation amounted to more than $2,000. And Hunter Khan told NBC News, the gifts have already brightened the days of children in the hospital. Apparently, the hospital reached out to him, letting him know that some of the patients are already using them. And he said that his Instagram has been blowing up, of course, from, with DMs from parents of children in that situation or people who've grown up. And, you know, hearing different stories like this has been just wonderful to him. Of course, the hospital went on Instagram saying that they were so grateful for his donation. So he says that he wanted to make sure that all of his purchases were GameStop purchases since this is how everything started. And to me, I think that is a really beautiful thing. I mean, I know throughout this GameStop, there has been people who have made lots of money, but also people who didn't make a lot of money. And, you know, being a 20-year-old college student is not easy. And so the fact that he would take some of those earnings and donate it to a hospital with cash and games to go with the kids really just kind of melts my heart. Um, he talked a little bit about the whole situation with GameStop. And yes, he was a member of that Reddit group we talked about in our Hot Topics last week called Wall Street Bets. Um, now, after all of that, and the whole, you know, upswing in the GameStop stocks, they have over 8 million members now. So he kind of framed this whole thing as a big battle between small retail traders and the large Wall Street institutions, you know, a very David and Goliath type situation. And, you know, Khan is just one of the many individual investors who made a profit during this GameStop surge, including a 10-year-old fifth grader in San Antonio, Texas, who actually made more than $3,000 after his mom bought him $60 of GameStop stock in 2019. So there's always a silver lining. There's always something good that can come out of this. And I just think it's so great that people are taking this and doing really great things with some of the people are doing really great things with some of the cash that they got from GameStop. So listen, if you've made it this far, I just want to thank you for listening in. And I hope that you'll join me again next Friday at 1 p.m. We'll have another interesting topic that we'll dive deep into. The week's hottest topics, freaky facts, and of course, our happy thoughts. Stay well and be safe out there. This has been In The Moment on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. And of course, I'm your host, Megan Bowman. Bye.